started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. All right, city bitches, welcome back to another week of City Girls Make Do, your favorite Sex in the City podcast of all time, hosted by me, Stephanie, aka Franny and Zoe by JD Salinger, except gay. And I'm Alex, aka New York City's hottest vagina. Oh, wow. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 You're coming to us on season two, episode 15, which is called Shortcomings, because, uh, well, guess what? It's all about premature ejaculation, which is honestly a topic <laughs> I can't believe we haven't gotten to until now. <laughs> it's not all about that. We do have other subjects, but... Well, true, I mean... <laughs> true. I mean, that's like, that's the Carrie story, so like, you know, it's of course got to be one of our main focuses, <laughs> but there's some other stuff going on. Um... Yeah, it's a. I liked this episode. What do you think? Um, it was yeah, it was okay. I I liked how everyone kind of had a storyline because they just smashed Samantha and Charlotte together, so it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so often they like leave one character out and they just don't get anything, and it's usually Charlotte when they do. Or they give Charlotte just the weirdest, worst storyline ever. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and when she doesn't have a story, she always like. The only thing she does when she shows up is gives, like, the worst advice, and then that's all she does. And so it's like, okay. the worst take of anyone's mm-hmm. life. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can just jump right into this one. Um, it, it starts out with Carrie's voiceover, and she's basically just saying, like, everyone has a worst nightmare. Miranda's just happens to be family hour at the gym, which I didn't even know this was a thing. So I, I guess it like, can't be a thing. It can't be because it's just so dangerous. Like she's lifting weights and some kid comes up and tickles her. And yeah. There's, there's no way children like under 10 are going to be in a gym with weight lifting equipment. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, like, I gotta say, I really can't fact check this because I don't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> no. But, um, like, who do you think we are? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Yeah, there's kids everywhere and they're obnoxious as hell. They're just running around being monsters and Miranda's just fucking over it. I mean, I didn't step into a gym until I was like 16. I've never seen a child in a gym. I This sounds fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the like, two times I've ever been to a gym, there were no kids there. But yeah, uh, Miranda gets on the elevator, and there's, like, a dad there with his kid, and uh, this fucking, this annoyed me. Um, I'm sorry, he's a dilf. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're right. You're right, and you should say it, because he's, I don't even know what his name is. I kept, I just called him the dad the entire episode. I think I wrote it down. Let me see. <laughs> Roger. Oh, okay. Well, Daddy Roger, um... <laughs> He, God, this pissed me off so much. I'm like, okay, you're attractive, so like, I, fine. But then he says, like, his kid loves to push the buttons on the elevator, so like, oh, can you, do you mind letting him do it? And Miranda's in a hurry, so this is kind of annoying. Well, I don't like touching the buttons because I'm kind of a germaphobe, so I'd be Mm. fine with this. Like, the kid gets sick, I don't give a shit. That's true, that's a good point. I don't know, how many times have we let a man get away with something just because he was attractive? 
I don't know because I feel like it could also just be subconsciously me like doing it. I mean, I definitely have. I will call myself out on this. And I mean, Miranda clearly is not a fan of the children anywhere. So she this this is a testament to like how attractive this guy is. Is she's willing to like do something for his child after <laughs> being harassed and tickled by children at the gym? Yeah, and then he's well, he's he's laying on thick because he's like, oh. You know, say thank you to the pretty lady. And then he asks her her name and she says Miranda and he says, oh, that sounds like a princess name, which it doesn't. (laughs) No, it totally doesn't. But like, whatever, he's doing his thing. I also just want to say that I hate this kid because he pushes button one, but then he pushes like five other buttons at the same time. And it's like... I wanted my head exploded. Um, also, the kid's name is Simon. So the whole episode, I was like, if Miranda's oppressed, then why Simon? He, I mean, Simon is a little shit. Like, I, I like kids. Um, hated Simon. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like, I like kids, but then it's like some people's kids are just like that, and there's nothing you can do about it, really. And it, I don't know. But Simon is one of those kids. Yeah, they're little demons. They're just mm. little mischievous elves. I don't like them. But most <laughs> of the time, kids are cute and cool, and you should be nice to children. Uh-huh. You should be nice to children. And Miranda tries to be nice to this kid, because it's not like she's just like, oh, well, I'm going to treat him nice because I think his dad's cute. Like, she's genuinely nice to him throughout the episode, even though the kid is, like, antagonizing everyone, <laughs> including me. <laughs> but, um... We'll get there, we'll get there. And yeah. um, when she gets to her floor, like, she, I, I can't remember how, but basically Roger convinces her to get back in, and then he asks her out. Yeah, he's like, can I persuade you to take another ride? Yeah. <sighs> and then Simon apparently pees his pants when the elevator goes back <laughs> up again. <laughs> oh my god. He's too old to be peeing himself. He is. I know, yeah. Because this kid is what, like seven i don't know 10 he's like a 10 11 like he's he's too old to still be peeing himself and well apparently also he's got like behavioral issues probably because of the divorce uh which he whispers out and spells out i think it's because he's a serial killer simon you think simon's (laughs) a serial killer yeah simon because that is a sign of like child psychopathy like pissing your pants well bedwetting is interesting and like later on he hits her on the head which was definitely on purpose i think he's a little villain you think he's like gonna grow up and turn into dexter like (laughs) there's a whole side story there in the movie there should be a side story of like there's a serial killer roaming new york just in the background it's on like newspapers and shit oh my god and it turns out to be simon from season two episode 15 (laughs) who we'd forgotten about (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then Miranda uh, Miranda tells the girls about this shit at brunch and like this is kind of okay her description of it is really weird because she like starts out by talking about how she doesn't like antiques and flea markets and vintage clothes like things that are used uh, because that's how she's describing this divorced man is that he's like used you see it's feminist because we're objectifying men <laughs> it's true right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this whole episode was weird for me because, like, my dad was divorced when my parents met and, like, he had kids from a previous marriage. So I was like, oh, this is a weird way to just talk about that. Like, 
It kind of is. Yeah. I can't really imagine meeting someone who's already been divorced with kids. But at the same time, that seems like a 30-something person problem. Not problem, but like issue. <laughs> like thing that you deal with in your 30s. <laughs> I, I feel like, by yeah, by the time you're in your 30s and 40s, meeting someone who has already been in a relationship is... Well, not in a relationship, but obviously in a very serious relationship or married is not mm-hmm. out of the ordinary at all. Yeah. So I don't really understand what the big deal with it is. I mean, especially, yeah, if you're... What is she's meant to be, like, 32? So what? She expects a man to not... I don't understand. I don't. Well, he's got to be that male ideal. He's got to be that male ideal <laughs> between perfectly experienced, but also, like, a little baby boy who doesn't know anything, who's never been hurt in his life. So it's hard to find a man who's like that. <laughs> I mean, good luck finding a man with no damage. Um, <laughs> if you do, can you give me a call? But, I mean, it's, it's baggage, and... By, especially by the time you're in your 30s, you're going to have baggage from any sort of relationship. So I, they're being really childish about it. Yeah. Well, everyone except surprisingly Charlotte. Charlotte's like the one person who's kind of reasonable about this, even though she's usually the one with like the worst take possible. Well, do you remember when she dated the widower? Oh, yeah. That's a different situation, but still, someone who has been married before. I guess the idea is that if they've been married before, then they can commit again. Either they can commit again or they're terrified of commitment, so flip a a coin. Well, it kind of seemed like some of the argument the other people were making was like, oh, well, if he's divorced, then there must be something wrong with him, right? Which, of course, is not true. (laughs) Yeah, there couldn't be something, there couldn't be something wrong with her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or just the relationship didn't work out, because that's how relationships work. it, It doesn't really make sense, but... Yeah, Charlotte's the only rational one, because she's talking about how her brother is recently separated, her brother Wesley, from his wife (laughs) Leslie. (laughs) Of course his name is Wesley. We'll get to Wesley. And Samantha is like, oh, because, you know, she's a disgusting sex pervert. Oh, because she's Samantha and she's horny (laughs) 24-7-365. What else is she supposed to do? There's another man out there. A new man is is really cartoony, especially she's just been saying that divorced men should be like rounded up and put in a pen so you know where they are. <laughs> I know it's like what? Uh, it's like a cartoon villain twirling his mustache, except for it's like I'm a cartoon. If cartoons had like evil sluts who are like twirling their <laughs> twirling their slut mustaches, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's the one thing that she can agree on with a Catholic. That and not wearing condoms. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she has strong opinions until she doesn't. <laughs> until she's like, oh, I can get my dick sucked, but I don't have a dick, so I can get my pussy ate. I mean, isn't that the eternal mood of all of us? But uh, that's pretty much their whole brunch scene. Um, then we find out Carrie's been dating this new guy, and I'm sorry, but he's so boring looking okay so you know this is justin through again right it is i don't know shit <laughs> i hate looking at him it's justin through again who has already been on the show playing a different character who except was this he before t- he i think it was like in season one when carrie and big were dating and like <sighs> she was wearing this silver dress that's what i remember and she ran off to a party to be with him and like flirted with him he was an author 
And he's an author in this. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. So he's, like, not the same character, but he's basically the same character? God. Pretty much. Except this time he's uglier. I don't know. It looks like his head is a five o'clock shadow of hair because it's so short. And he's a fiction writer. His name is Vaughn. I learned that writing Vaughn is a really annoying name to type because the letters are so stupidly put together. (laughs) (laughs) I kept spelling it wrong. (laughs) I didn't really care about spelling. But yeah, he's just, he looks like a fucking nerd. And for some reason, like, Jason Theroux, until about 2005, looked like a fucking nerd. And then, I don't know, suddenly he put on a bit of weight and started dating Jennifer Aniston and he got hot. Yeah, well, he's certainly not hot in this. No. Yeah, and he also, oh my god, also I just really hated his character, too. Like, he's such a piss baby. He was such a shitbag. I guess we'll get to it, but like, ugh. He, the whole thing is he's like, they're walking down the street together and he's like, oh, I just got to stop by my parents real quick. Um, and he asks her to come in and she doesn't really want to originally because they haven't been seeing each other very long. So she's like, I don't want to meet your parents yet. But he convinces her. And so we get to meet his family and there's something. They sure are. I mean, I understand Carrie's point of view. I would not want to meet someone I've been dating for what, maybe a couple of weeks? Yeah, something I wouldn't like that. not want to meet their family at all. But yeah. yeah, so we meet his mother and she is a documentary filmmaker and she says to Carrie that she should make a film on reversionization because she's just done a documentary on genital mutilation. Which yeah. is heavy. Um That is. Yeah. I guess she's probably focusing on FGM, which is just really horribly sad. So, which is not something I want to think about when I'm watching my fun uh sex sitcom but okay yeah it's it's a really gross topic and yeah she's like yeah it'd be great for you to write about women getting their vaginas like sewn to be like new again which like um, isn't true that's not (laughs) that's not how virgins work yeah i i have no idea what's going on but carrie is like so charmed by the entire family and this and everything um and the mom is like oh of course i know you from your column i'm a huge fan oh my god and like when the dad comes in the dad's just like oh my god uh vaughn didn't tell us he was dating an icon you should come to my course about cultural zeitgeist because you should talk i'm like what the fuck and like then his his two sisters and then one of them's a lesbian and flirts with him flirts with her yeah. sorry and you can obviously tell that she's like written to be a lesbian character just like entirely about the like the, they just it's like the most stereotypical <laughs> way they could possibly write a lesbian character she I mean, she might as well come in with a pair of like hockey sticks and you know her rugby outfit. And a copy of, like, Bikini Kill's latest album and been Uh like, oh, hello, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, oh, yeah, the sisters are named Franny and Zoe, like, after the the J.D. Salinger book. And the mom's like, J.D. Salinger used to get me high. What can I say? (laughs) And I'm like, as if Carrie would even know what this book is to begin with, even though it's from, like, a pretty famous author. I'm like, Carrie's never read. (laughs) (laughs) She can't read. She's she's the only illiterate journalist in the world. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it wasn't in vogue uh jd salinger never published it in vogue so she's never read it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's a bit and jd salinger's gonna be 
your author of choice. I, I mean, I've only ever read The Catcher in the Rye, and I can't say I felt high off of it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I gotta say, okay, not a kid. When I was a teenager, I gotta say, I fucking loved Franny and Zoe. And I read, like, most of his other short stories, because um, I was like, oh, I need to read all of his work after I read Catcher in the Rye, because I was 16. <laughs> his other work is better than Catcher in the Rye, I do gotta say. The only good thing about Catcher in the Rye that I will say is that if it didn't exist, John Lennon <laughs> might still be alive. I knew so. you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I remember being like 13 and deciding I was going to read all the literary classics as well. Yeah. Um, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all had that phase. One other thing I want to add is I find it like, I find it super interesting that everyone who ever names their kid Zoe after this book, it's always a girl. Like, Zoe Deschanel is named after the book, and this is a girl. But the character is a boy. Oh. Which is shrimp interesting. <laughs> it's because, like, Zoe is a girl's name as far as, you know. It's like, it is. I'm, I guess it's like calling your kid Courtney. Kind of. Yeah. But, like, Zoe is also, like, because it's spelled weird, too, because it's, like, Zooey, yeah. but it's Zoe. Zooey. Yeah, well, anyway, this is the family. Oh, and they have a table, and there are so many bagels. Oh, my God, I know. I was like, I need to be at this house. I got so hungry. They just have, like, two baskets full of bagels, and they're always talking about, like, lox and cream cheese, and they have another, they have, like, a caprese salad. I just got so hungry. Oh, it looks so good. And Vaughn, like, he keeps being like, okay, we gotta go. Because he's just like, he's clearly like the odd one out in his family, even at this point. And Carrie's just like, no, 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 no. I fucking love it here. And we're staying. I, uh, if I had a boyfriend and like his parents were super cool and they had this like lovely townhouse in New York and they also had just, I don't know, just for their normal brunch, they had two fucking baskets of bagels. I'm staying. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, okay, you're settling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we can get married if I can have bagels every Saturday. I get it, though. Like, after we find out, after we learn more about Vaughn, like, I do get it. But I get it. But, yeah. like, I mean, at first, this seems perfect. This seems like the best relationship possible. Yeah, I mean, it's the real Sophie's choice of dating when you're, like... <laughs> When you're like bagels and a cool family or this dude who sucks major ass. <laughs> I don't know. I would, just, I would just date his sister. He's going to oh, stop me. Big same. Yeah, true. This like, sister she, does seem to have a girlfriend though, like later on. But. I know, but she did have like some very big strap energy. True, true, true. God, this is so much to think about. Yeah. Miranda and her date. Yeah, yeah, she goes on her date with the dad, and they're just, like, walking through the park. Uh, they're just, like, chatting and joking, but then fucking Simon hits her on the head with a tree branch. <laughs> yes. Which is so it's uncalled so for. Huge. It's, it's like, such <laughs> a huge branch. It's, it's so like, ginormous. It's as big as him, and I'm like, what the fuck, Simon? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I mean, because this was weird, because, okay, this is me parting the kimono again. So, my parents' first day was, they went swimming with my dad's kids, and whenever my mom tells that story, I get so upset, because I'm like, why did you stay with him? <laughs> If I went on a date with a guy and he was like, oh, I'm going to bring my kids, I'd be like, oh, no. On, like, the first date, it's really a bit much. 
on the first date that's insane like i yeah. i mean i wouldn't be against dating someone if they had children like for my sort of age bracket it's kind of rare for someone to have kids but if they did i wouldn't necessarily want to meet them until i knew we were serious about each other because i don't think it's fair on them to sort of have them meet person after person you know and build a relationship with them if we're gonna break up yeah no absolutely i kind of feel the same way because it's like you really don't want to fuck up this kid who's you know already going through a lot of shit you really don't want to make him feel like any more you know any worse about the whole situation so yeah. yeah i mean i guess in this case like he met miranda when she got asked out but at the same time it's like I don't know. This still just seems like a little bit much. Yeah, because, I mean, say you date for like maybe a year and you and the child build up a relationship and then it doesn't work out with your partner and you break up, but you still kind of have to have a relationship. with. Like you either break up with a kid, as you have yeah. to break up with them as well as whoever you're dating. And that's not fair on a child because they can't really process that. I mean, luckily, I suppose my parents ended up, they're still together after 20 whatever years. But yeah. um, uh, I can't believe she did that. She's a fucking idiot. God bless her. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. This guy's pretty hot. I mean, but at the same time, like, this kid brings her a fucking worm. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a bit much. Like, ugh. but I mean, she does also kind of think that he's, like, amazing because, like, I guess the fact that he's been married and had kids, he's kind of more settled down. Like, he even says, like, before he had kids, he was pretty chill and just kind of liked, you know, being at home and going back to like like knowing there's people waiting for him at home or whatever the fuck he said some dumb shit and then miranda calls him the heterosexual holy grail and i'm like he's a normal person i don't understand this but <laughs> he i mean i guess because in the world of sex and city every single man is um on some other level of psychosis mm -hmm. you know they're all very strange men they seem to date like they always have some weird fetish or they've got some horrible emotional baggage and i mean this is true of real people but t it tends to be that real people um have positives as well as negatives yeah and i feel like they're just really over exaggerated on the show too like they're yeah. obviously people are gonna make mistakes and do dumb shit in real life and have baggage but like not to the ex well i mean maybe to the extent is on the show but probably not as frequently <laughs> So. And they might be, like, nice. <laughs> they might be, like, all around a good person, but they just have this... They have a couple of faults like anyone else does. Whereas yeah. in Slice and City, they are um, a normal person until their fault arises, in which case they are the evil, evil, terrible people, which isn't realistic. Yeah, and they must be stormed out on, like, immediately. That's just <laughs> it. How do you break up with someone? Oh, you just storm out of a room and never speak to him again. That's the yeah. adult way to do it. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, the number of times you've ever dated someone and the way it ended was extremely abrupt because they did something ridiculously just heinous. Because I'm trying to think of any time anyone I know has gone through a breakup with someone that they haven't dated very long. And usually it's kind of just like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. It's not like you're insane or anything. It's just... No, I don't no. know. Or even if someone, even if someone you've been dating for like I don't know a, a little while, you're mm -hmm. still like, okay, well, let's have a conversation and then we'll break up, kind of mutually. Not they do some one terrible thing and you realize that oh, they're a horrible person. 
<laughs> so you storm out of the room and then you just never speak to them, never see them, never hear from them again. And yep. then you write a column about it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we love to watch it so much. It's it's bizarre, it's the heightened reality and we love it. Um we get to meet Charlotte's brother now and Charlotte's like trying to cure his depression with muffins. And he's like, Mmm, Charlotte, did I need a martini? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say these muffins are huge. They're huge. I could never eat a muffin this big. These muffins are ginormous. I'm not even sure what kind of muffins they are. They're just sort of brown. Uh Uh-huh. There doesn't seem to be any fruit sticking out of them. But she has, like, jam on the table, so maybe they're more like a a scone. I don't know. Maybe. They're, like, Uh, meal-sized fucking muffins. They're fucking huge. Even if you gave me this for breakfast, I'd say this is a bit much. Just a bit much in the muffin front. Um, can I say A plus to whoever did the casting? (laughs) Because these chins. Oh my god, it's true. They're they're so matching. They have the biggest fucking chins. And like when Carl McLaughlin comes in, it's a good job they didn't have that baby. Because my goodness. Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh, I can't wait. He's so, well, he's not as soon as I'd like, but he's still so soon. I'm so excited. Yeah. But, uh, Wesley is just, he's, he, he's like a cartoon wasp. You know, have you, did you see, um, the sequels to Wet Hot American Summer? I did not, no. <laughs> oh, well, they had like, um, a camp for like the rich kids, and he's just like an 80s rich kid. Like, if this was a ski movie, then he would be the villain because oh my he's God. so fucking waspy. He is. And he even, like, when Charlotte says she doesn't have any vodka, he's like, you call yourself a wasp. And I just, God, this family really fucking takes itself seriously so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I come from a, you know, obviously a mixed family, so you make jokes about, like, uh, ethnicity and backgrounds and stuff, but do, do, are waspy people going, oh, I'm a wasp, I'm white, I'm white as fuck? Do people do that? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I don't know. Charlotte seems pretty fucking proud of it, so I don't know. Mm. But there's the entire basis of the scene is just stupid. It's just... Like, Charlotte's just giving him crap about how, like, she feels like he didn't really work in the relationship. Like, you know, you have to have hard work and commitment to keep a relationship together. And then he just calls her out because he's like, oh, well, like, when was your last long-term relationship? Which fucking... (laughs) Yeah. Mean. Okay. It's mean, but it's also, like, I would also be mean, though, if, like, if I had someone who was giving me shit about my relationship and they weren't, like, they didn't even know a single thing about it, I would, I would be super petty about it. I'd be like, fuck oh, yeah. off. You know how um your adult siblings don't know anything about your relationship? That seems healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's so bizarre. I mean, I get that he wouldn't tell her about some things from the relationship, like, they're something like, they're you just, married. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, it seems weird that, like, she wouldn't know some of these things. It's not like you're just dating someone, like, they're married, and 
she's like, oh, you guys were in a perfect relationship. Like, I don't know. I feel like you would have caught on a little bit. Yeah, you'd think so. And she seems like the kind of person who has, like, a lot of, you know, important family dinners and shit because her family, I'm sure, is, like, very close and like that because they're rich, so. Well, yeah, you have to keep the bloodline pure, so I'm Ugh. sure they're meeting up with all the other wasps who came over on the Mayflower. I don't know. This, I, I mean, it seems like the type of semi-arranged marriages probably go on a lot. God, I, I really don't know enough about wasp culture to, <laughs> to say, but I wouldn't be surprised. I've only ever watched Gossip Girl, so that's really as far as I know. I just know, the only thing I know is just the the Song of Ice and Fire pure bloodlines, and I feel like it makes sense, you know, based off of how inbred they are, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have the real-life royal family, so I am very aware of how inbred they are. Oh, that's true, that's a very good point. <laughs> Got some real-life inbreeding. Fuck rich people. Rich people are the fucking worst and gross. <laughs> Fucking hemophiliacs. I mean, good. Spread it. But <laughs> as long as they're spreading it only to themselves. <laughs> I mean, they've branched out now. Finally. True. Well, anyway, we get to move on to some less waspy people. Um, Carrie, yeah, Carrie and Vaughn get back from the parents' place. And now they're super horny because of it. Because oh, this is gross. Imagine eating locks at someone's. <laughs> fucking parents house and be like oh god this is foreplay uh i just i don't understand like yeah she calls it like six hours of foreplay being at his parents house which i have i have no idea i don't want to know what happened at the parents house now (laughs) oh yeah i'm always i always feel real horned up after visiting my parents i don't know about you this is this is something to me and then Right after, we just get, like, they haven't even fucking made it to bed yet. They haven't even got his underwear off yet. He fucking nuts in his underwear. And and it's so painful to watch because, like, oh, it's too real. It's just, she has, she's barely even touched his dick at this point, and he's already fucking blown his load, and I don't get it. I mean, I I would just be like, okay, you know, maybe it's been a long time, maybe he's, maybe he's in the Proud Boys and he can't jerk off, but that's a joke. If I thought someone else was in the Proud Boys, I wouldn't be dating them. <laughs> but, Good point. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess first time, shame on me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... It happens every once in a while. Like, it's it's one of those things that's like, it might happen. But, you know, as long as it's not doesn't happen often, then whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I would just be like, oh, that sucks. But I wouldn't stop seeing him. It's just the way he deals with it is so terrible. Yes, exactly. See, the first thing is if that's going to happen, then he'd better immediately be like, well, I'm at least going to go down on you because you're all riled up at this point. So he doesn't do that as far as I know. That's how you fix it. (laughs) That's how you fix it. It's like, well, I'm going to make you nut as fast as possible too. But he sure doesn't do that. And Carrie's like, I'll get you a tissue. And she gets one single tissue for him. And I'm like, girl, have you ever cleaned up a load before? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I I mean, maybe it wasn't, I don't know, maybe it wasn't a lot. But like, I mean, again, it's a tiny like, tissue, though. <laughs> a tiny, eeny weeny little tissue for a mouse. She has it on a pair of tweezers. And she's like, here. 
Yep. I mean, at the same time, it could be just a really petty way of being like, do your best with this, but... I just wouldn't even hand him a tissue, I'd just walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a situation. Yeah. It, it's a situation. I mean, we don't want to be mean to him, because, you know, it happens to a lot of men. <laughs> and it's like, it's their first time, so like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe he hasn't, Maybe maybe it's been a while since the last nut, but... Perhaps. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. We're, we can't judge at this point. I mean, we can judge a little, but we're not going to judge much at this point. <laughs> we're always judging. That's kind of the point of the show. I know. That's true. Why, why else would you listen to this? We're so funny and, and judgmental. So, <laughs> um, so brunch again. You know, it's like, you know, it's a lot going on when you have more than one brunch scene with the girls. <laughs> I don't even think I have notes for this one. Are they just... It, Samantha isn't there, and I think they're just talking... Um, oh no, Samantha is there, because she has a couple really stupid lines, but, like, it's really just Carrie explaining her situation, and, like, Miranda's just like, you know what, just be forgiving about it, like, you never know, whatever, it happens. And then yeah. Samantha is, like, not so much on board with that. She says, <sighs> that's swell, but it doesn't get the cream on the cupcake. Which Ooh, I don't know <laughs> I if don't, you want it on a cupcake. It doesn't butter my muffin. No. Um, <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, Charlotte isn't the one who's there. I knew someone was missing. Um, and then Carrie says something like Samantha is like General Patton, and she won't send her troops into war if she doesn't think they'll win. Yeah, that's that sure is a you that's know, an analogy and a half. It really is. Um, okay, Carrie. And then she goes on to talk about, like, how much she loves his family, and she calls them the Tom Cruise of families, because they have charisma. And they have Scientology slaves, apparently. <laughs> they, they, they're homophobic and they hate the Irish. Fucking, I just really, I don't know, like, okay, so the family was easy to get along with. But I really didn't think they were that special. Like, I feel like every family kind of has its own, like, chemistry and charisma. I mean, some families are just boring as shit, I guess. But, like, I find it really weird that this is, like, just she thinks they're, like, the coolest family ever. And I'm like, they're fine. Like, they're good, but. I don't know. And I feel like a family is going to, they're going to impress on the first try. They're going to be putting their best step, their best foot forward, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just seems like. A really stupid thing to be like, well, the only thing that's kind of keeping me right now is that I really like his family. And it's like, really? Really? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you would have to meet them like a several times before, you know, who came to my house and my dad was drunk and my mom was drunk and they were both swearing at each other. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you know, the real family dynamic of like everyone's kind of, everyone sort of has a mild streak of resentment. You know, at first it's like, look at all the food we have. Oh, we just cooked. Oh, do you want some wine? Yeah. And, like, I get it. Like, they they seem very cool and, like, they're not trying at all. But, like, that's just how some people are. And they are still trying. So, I don't know. But Hmm. the last thing about this that I was, like oh, this was just stupid but also funny, was Sam talking about how, like, one time she fucked a guy because his family had a pool? Yeah, and then she's like, and oh, and his mom would bring out Kool-Aid. 
And then Carrie's like, what, Kool-Aid? And she goes, yeah, I was 13. Which is like... <laughs> it's so disturbing. I'm like, what the fuck is this story? But And Samantha's just laughing and I don't know. It's it's a very interesting anecdote, I guess. It's, yeah, it's like reverse Stacey's mom. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, okay, so we yeah, get Carrie's we... question. Yeah. Yeah, which is... If you, it's, yeah, do you have to fuck the family or something? Yeah, I really fucking hated this question. I did Ooh. not. She, yeah, so when you date someone, how many people become emotionally involved? When you sleep with someone, are you screwing the family? I wouldn't phrase it like that if I were you. Yeah, I really don't like it. Don't love it, no. <laughs> it's an interesting question when it was just like the emotionally involved part, but then they had to like make it punchy and i don't like it uh then we get lunch with vaughn's parents again and they seem lovely i don't know i'm into it i know you're not but this seems fine to me well like i think it's fine i don't think it's bad yeah no i just like hanging out with people's parents because i'm you know like what's going on here (laughs) yeah no for sure like i get it i can see why she's charmed i like i think i think the mom has a lot of personality and like is interesting and i get where she's coming from i'm just kind of like you know she just seems kind of i feel like i've met a lot of people like this before so i don't feel like it's i don't know it's it's fine but the mom clearly has like super charmed Carrie because she's telling her all these interesting stories about her life and stuff, and Carrie just just loves it. And yeah, they're they're really getting along well. And it's and then Vaughn's just like I'm not saying he doesn't care, but he's not really that into it. Wait, was he in this scene? I don't even remember. Oh wait, no, it was just with his mom. It wasn't even with his family. I wasn't sure if he was here or not, and I was like, wait, was he here? Because if he no. was, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm no, I'm thinking of the scene later. No, he was just. She was just with his mom. Yeah, and I don't know. But yeah, they're just getting along well. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice, and they kind of have like a nice talk about how the mom has always been like super frank about sex and blah blah blah, and just. I did like the thing she said where, like, she talks about her daughter coming out and was like, I don't care if you're a lesbian as long as you're not a Republican, and... Well, that's true. (laughs) That's a mood, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like, if you have a kid and they end up being a Republican, it's like, what do you do? Oh, that is the... That is probably the, you know... That would give me a, a call. I'd be like, well, what do I do? Do I love them and see if I can change their mind, or do I just give up? <laughs> That's hard at that point. It's like, what did I do wrong? Like, where can I, can I go back and trace my steps and see exactly where I fucked up? Yeah. It, that is a true uh, nightmare. That they're just like, you have one of those kids and they're just one of those fucking... Like, how are you a conservative teenager, you know? Imagine having a kid and it's an incel. (laughs) That's one of my fears, that I have a son and they're a fucking incel. I don't know what to do with boys. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I mean, if I had a boy, I'd be like, that's fine. But if I had, had, like, more than one kid and they were all boys, I'd be like, (laughs) fuck this. I'm out. I mean, I guess you don't know until they're grown up a bit, whether they're a boy or a girl, like, definitively. Well, true, 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 yeah. That's I mean, true. still, if they're like, okay, I'm definitely a boy, and I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like, though, like, <laughs> I, you know how, like, certain people who only have sons are, like, Ugh. really specific kinds of moms, and they're always the worst? They're the fucking worst, because, like, 
have you ever met a man you can tell that his mom just let him get away with fucking everything yeah well that's gonna be trey when we meet him fucking next season and i just and like yeah. women women who are like i want to have a son because the, the boys are just easier to deal with than girls and it's Ugh. false yeah i can't even imagine because it's like with a girl it's like you know you can deal with more i don't know the thing is i guess that's even a stereotype too i was gonna say you can deal with more type drama type stuff with girls but that's that's kind of also just gendered bullshit but with boys there's just so much stuff you have to deal with other than it like how do i make sure my son understands what consent is and isn't a fucking idiot and isn't just gonna be a complete asshole to women and other people i mean yeah it's like even if you have a son and you you yourself and your you know if you have a partner them too if you teach them to be a compassionate loving person but every single time they turn on a tv show or a movie or read a book or whatever or they talk to their friends and they're all telling them something different you just have to hope that what you say permeates them deeper and it's just it just fucking sucks it just fucking sucks like i and yeah. i guess you know we have we know what it's like to grow up and be a girl so it's kind of like okay well i know what this is like i know, i remember being 12 years old a bit so i can kind of relate to you i don't know what it's like to be a 12 year old boy yeah that's a good point i don't know if whatever as long as they're happy and healthy and not pieces of shit or fucking republicans and I'll be fine. What if the Republicans in the European sense? Then that's okay. In fact, that's welcomed. <laughs> now I'm imagining how the kid and they like vote liberal in Canada and I'm just like, that's not left enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like you, you piece of shit, you fucking... Well, it was funny because the other day I was in a bad mood and I went on a rant about how the royal family should all be beheaded and... <laughs> My mum cheerfully went, oh, she's just like me when I was her age. Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> I mean, you're she's, right, and you should see it. Well, she's like, I had that, I said the same thing. I said the same thing 40 years ago to my mother, and I was like, yeah. The genes are strong. Uh, when will the royal family just stop repopulating? I don't know. <laughs> like, they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to live while there are children starving in this country. She's like, yeah. <clears throat> Truly. Or just the fucking world, because half of the world was fucking colonized by them anyway, so. Yeah, reparations, bitch. Give me my money. <laughs> just just paying in Buckingham Palace, like, um, where where's my where are my reparations? Um <laughs> For the, the country you destroyed. On the queen's door, just being like, money, please. <laughs> Crown uh, jewels, please. Link to my GoFundMe. Uh, you must be a member of the royal family. Um, apologize for slavery. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one to start with, I think. <laughs> uh, we need to move on. We should move on, I guess. So after lunch, we go to back to Charlotte and her brother. And so they're like at a bar or something at night and Carrie and Samantha show up and I guess it was only supposed to be Carrie and then Samantha or not Samantha, Charlotte kind of like takes Carrie aside and is like, Why is she here? <laughs> and then Carrie's like, um, she's our friend. Yeah. Carrie's playing coy because she knows what she has done. I know, yeah, and you can already see in the background, like Samantha and Wesley are already flirting and being all like, yeah. 
And because, like, a minute later, Wesley's just like, oh, Samantha says there's a great jazz bar that we should go to. And, like, they've known each other for all of a minute. And Charlotte's just like, okay, well, I'm not really in the mood for that. And Wesley says, maybe we'll just go. Like, you've known her for a minute. He doesn't even, he doesn't even, like, okay, well, let's have a couple of drinks and then maybe I'll slip away with Samantha. He's like, oh, okay, you can leave. (laughs) Yeah, and it seems like they just fucking got there, too. Like, it doesn't seem like they've been there very long, so it's pretty rude, but it's also just kind of rude of Samantha, too, where it's like, okay, you came with your friend, and now you're just gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is it's, it's rude of both of them, and I, I'm, I imagine they probably did just leave. Because <laughs> this scene just kind of cuts there. That's it. That's all we see. So clearly nothing else important happens, I guess. Once the scene's done, nothing else happens until the next scene. And then, yeah, because after that, we just that's the end, and we go to Miranda. So her and the dad were in bed together, so they already slept together and everything. And she gets up to pee, and then she's, like, on the toilet naked, and Simon just fucking opens the door out of nowhere. Again. Again. Like, I don't know. I don't trust this kid as far as I can throw him. Which would be reasonably far. I'm kind of strong. He's a literal shit disturber in this scene. <laughs> this little <laughs> fucking weirdo. He's he's gonna have some fetish when he grows up. This is, like, we were talking about last week about laying the seed. This is lay the seed. Yeah, she fucking, she slams the door on his face because she's like, oh my god, like she's completely naked on the toilet and slams the door, but she like whacks him in the face really hard by accident. Because <laughs> they have like these crystal doorknobs, which are ugly as hell. Yeah, and like, so she wraps a towel around her and like opens the door and the spot on his head is fucking huge. It's like this huge red spot. <laughs> And, I mean, she didn't even do anything wrong. She was just, she was doing what any, like, no one would want a, a random child to see them naked pissing on a toilet. So yeah. you, she just closed the door. It just so happened that his head had to be right there. Yeah, and, like, she she didn't do it on purpose. She wasn't, like, trying to fucking hit his head. But, you know, no. like, the dad, the dad is, like, he comes to comfort the kid and like, Miranda's trying to be really nice. She's like, if you have to go to the hospital for stitches, like, I'll come with you. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, like, she didn't do it on purpose. And, like, I get where the dad's coming from because it's like, you know, if anyone hurts your kid, you're going to be super defensive about it, even if it was an accident. But, like, I do also feel like, you know, you can't really keep dating someone that your kid is, like, maybe afraid of or doesn't like for, like, you know – someone hits you in the head and you're like a young kid you're probably i don't know like you might just not like them after that and i i mean the other part of me is like okay but it was definitely an accident if he was like no he's upset you go home like maybe explains to to simon that it was an accident because it was it was a genuine accident and I mean, I've been hit. I was hit in the head plenty of times as a child. I'm fine. No, for sure. Like the kid's gonna be <laughs> fine. Like he might. I don't know. I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't have been so rude about it. I guess because I mean, he wasn't necessarily rude. But he was just like, just go. No. Like, please, just go. I, yeah, I really don't. I wouldn't even consider this like a death. I mean, for the point of the show, it's a definite we're broken up. But I don't really think it should be because yeah. If, he obviously knows his son better than she does, but 
if he's upset, it probably is best that she just leaves and then they can figure out later. Yeah, like, if it was real life, you'd think that he would call her and be like, he's fine now. Yeah, he's fine. You know, I had a talk with him. Maybe, you know, maybe the two of them could have a conversation. She could apologize or they he could, you know, say, oh, you know, this is his favorite show by an action figure and he'll be fine. Yeah, and maybe just, like, still continue seeing her but maybe just keep her a little bit more out of the kid's life at that point like here's the thing if she had been out of the kid's life this wouldn't have happened that's true like have her over when the kid is with the mom or something like or go to her place and hire a babysitter yeah there's so many ways around this but i guess we wouldn't have the drama of it all we need drama we do we're we're fed by drama it quenches our thirst. It nourishes me. Do you want to know why my skin is so good? It's drama. It moisturizes me. It hydrates me. <laughs> I'm 72. <laughs> I just look really young. Oh, wow. Dermatologists hate you. <laughs> A woman lives off drama. True. Honestly, I feel like I'm going to live to be like 120 just off of spite alone. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, so that's the end of Miranda's story for the entire episode. Well... It's, it's pretty much. We do get one more Miranda scene, but that's like the end of her main story. We get Charlotte again, and it's like, so it's the morning after they went out. And so she comes into her kitchen in the morning and sees Samantha on a stool with like no pants on and just like a big sweater. And she's looking for coffee filters. Um, so Charlotte's pretty surprised, you know. She says... Is your vagina the hottest spot in New York City? Because everyone's been there. Yup. She fucking asks if it's in the New York City guidebooks. Like, Jesus Christ, Charlotte. It's so mean. I, and I also think, I mean, this seems like something that Charlotte has thought to herself, laughed at, and then it just came back. Like, <laughs> it's too quick to just come at you in the heat at the moment. It's been festering in her waspy brain because i mean a normal person would just i mean it's the writers trying to be too witty for their own good but a normal person would just say like you slut or something yeah pretty much and like like i don't know i get that she wants her brother to get back with his ex but like this is so uncalled for she's so rude about it and you know she she's clearly pissed off samantha because i mean i'd be pissed off if someone called my vagina the hottest spot in new york city (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Charlotte pretty quickly knows she's crossed a line, though, like... Again, like, I kind of get why you wouldn't want a sibling and your friend to sleep together, especially if you knew your friend probably isn't the best person to be dating. Yeah, well, your friend doesn't want anything serious, I guess. Exactly, so. and he got a divorce. It's a, it's a rebound. Nothing is gonna happen. I mean, I get it, I get it, but... Because, you know, icky. Yeah. Swords are crossing. Yeah, don't, don't be mean. Don't mean be mean to your it. friends. Why would you say like? Why would you say that to a friend? Yeah, she's up. Samantha's upset. The brother's upset. Samantha just she storms out. She's like, "Fuck this!" Because obviously, I'd be the same. I'd be like, "Screw you! Why are we friends?" Yeah, she storms out. She storms out in just an oversized jumper. <laughs> yeah, she also like goes into the room real quick while the brother yells at, not yells, but while the brother, like, talks to Charlotte. And then she comes back out, like, two seconds later in a fucking dress. And I'm like, how how did you change from a literally just a sweater into your dress in, like, two seconds? <laughs> it's very confused. I mean, she isn't wearing underwear. I mean, true. You just slide it on. But it was, like, a pretty fitted dress. So I was like, 
I don't know. This seems unrealistic, but <laughs> that's television, I guess. Yeah, and then Carrie and Vaughn. Ugh. Yeah, they're in bed on their underwear, and I hate. Ugh, I just, I don't like to look at him, and he's like only wearing his underwear, <laughs> which makes it even worse. And ugh, then I start kissing, and like. She puts her hand on his dick, and, like, the second that happens, he's just like, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. And then he just, like, nuts again. At the, like, she she can't even touch his dick, so really, what are they going to do? Uh, yeah, like, she touches it for one second, and he nuts. Like, could you imagine if it was that easy to get off? Like, could you imagine? <laughs> it would be a curse. It would be a curse. Like, it wouldn't be, you'd sit down, and then yeah. you'd nut. You'd cr- you'd have to cross your legs because you're on the train or the bus or something. And yeah, I wonder what this guy's refractory period is like. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just thinking about it because like he could just be like, okay, well now that that one's gone, let's wait like 30 minutes maybe and try again, and it shouldn't be so fast this time. I don't know. A refractory period. I'm. <laughs> It's very, that was very textbook of you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he has a quick turnaround time. Well, maybe. But probably not. Because if he did, then you could at least work around that. Yeah, true. But maybe it's, maybe it is real quick. Because, like, what he could do if it was a long time is he could just nut right before they go on their date. But... Well, that's what guys do. Well, yeah, like, I've seen there's something about Mary. I know that happens, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I also just think... I feel like, like, I know that's a thing that some guys do, but I have a really hard time believing that, like, you know, it's that hard to not, to not, not immediately. Like, yeah, I, I mean, can you not, again, yeah, I'm like, when they say that, I don't really understand because, I don't know, how long is the date going to be, like, a couple of hours? And then yeah. assuming they get lucky... I just don't get it. I mean, I like, I guess this is, you know, what's the opposite of privilege? I was going to say this is, like, the opposite of privilege for having a vagina that, like, we just don't get it, I guess. Well, you can just, you could come as many times as you want. Who's going to stop you? I mean, to a point. It's not infinite nut. <laughs> is that infinite jest? Is that the sequel? Yeah. Yeah, it's the sequel to Infinite Jest. <laughs> it, it's a lot better, Infinite Nut. I really suggest trying to finish Infinite Jest just so you can get to the nut, but... Infinite Jest is edging for a book. Oh my god, it fucking is. I mean, I've never read it, but I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it on the shelf before. You've seen, you've seen the book in bookstores, but you've never read it. Yeah, and I know it's fucking big as shit, so like... <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you're reading that, then you... That is edging because it's like, oh god, but when I finish, it's going to be so good because I can tell everyone I read Infinite Jest. Pretty much. But then you get to Infinite Nut and you're like, fuck, now i got to read more. But You get to Infinite Nut and then every chapter you're just like, nut, nut, nut. Yeah, pretty much. It's like reading a Dan, Dan Brown book because like, you read two pages and you're like, nut, 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 because it's like, <laughs> there's a climax every second. But... <laughs> is this when she's reading his book? Is um, it later? I think that's later, because this is basically just, like, okay, so yeah, so he nuts, like, right away, and then then they just pick up their conversation right where they left it off, like, 20 seconds ago, and it's fucking hilarious. You can hear the wah-wah. Yeah, you very much can. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then, then we go back to Charlotte again. This is, like, her and her brother talking, and... 
basically she's just like, okay, you had a fling. Now you can get back together with Leslie. And he says he hasn't gotten laid in two years. Two until years? Sleeping with Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's not great. I I understand. And then Charlotte does too. She's like, oh shit. Yeah, you needed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she realizes actually it was a good thing that Brother Nut. Ew. i mean it's the truth it's what happened i'm not gonna lie about it this was a horrible conversation because there was like she i don't know the way it's just like i haven't had sex in two years she's like shit yeah you need to you need to get your dick wet right it was a really weird conversation to witness um yeah i can't really i don't know how relatable this is because my only siblings are like so much younger than me that I, it's not a conversation I would ever have. So it's like, I don't know what it's like to have siblings in and around my age who would... I don't... I mean, yeah. I don't really... I don't talk about sex with my siblings, like, at all. I don't know. We yeah. talk about relationships, but not sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I would imagine, but... I don't know. I don't want to think about that. They're good Christian girls. Um, Not me, <laughs> obviously, because I wouldn't be running this show if I was, but... That's a good point. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It was just a bit strange yeah i i didn't think it seemed that relatable i guess it was kind of the last straw where he was like get off my fucking balls about this and And get samantha on them pretty much pretty much yeah unfortunately but charlotte realizes it was good after all and so she goes to samantha's to apologize which was nice she brings an entire basket yeah she brings the muffins and she's like i'm sorry i said your vagina was the hottest spot in new york city and that everyone had been there or wants to be there and then samantha samantha does say oh i have a tour guide coming through it's very good and clearly like I mean, at first samantha's kind of just like whatever like this this doesn't really mean anything but then charlotte gives her the basket of muffins and says she's really sorry and then samantha realizes she sees the muffin and she realizes charlotte really means it because this is how charlotte apologizes i guess and then samantha like smacks her ass and she's like get in here which is you know i was into it's it's sweet i liked it although i didn't like the carrie voiceover which says like oh samantha knew this was charlotte's way of saying thank you for fucking my brother which like i feel like don't say it that way but no yeah and i don't think that's what she was saying she was saying i'm sorry i was mean to you yeah I feel like the being upset about sleeping with a family member thing is like, you know, slightly a valid thing, but calling your friend basically a slut is not a valid thing. So like, yeah, it's really it's really that thing. And I don't think she was that thankful that she fucked her brother because I mean, yeah, that's not something to be thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess when your brother hasn't gotten laid in fucking 2 years, but like, when you're married, too. I mean, would you thank anyone if they weren't your friend, though? Would you just thank a random woman he met at a bar? Uh, truly, I would not. But No. <laughs> that's a really good point. It's a weird story, but I guess it's... It's over now. It's done for. It's over. We don't have to think about it anymore. And then we get, like, the last main Miranda scene, which is... It's family day at the gym again, and she's fucking over it, and there's kids everywhere, and... I'm screaming just thinking about it. Like, first of all, you have to go to the gym. And then second of all, there's mutant children everywhere. 
And yeah, she gets in the elevator and a mom's there with her kid being like, oh, my kid really likes to push the button. Do you mind? And Miranda says, me too, and fucking pushes it herself because she's a strong, independent woman. And she don't need no kid to push buttons for her. Right? Exactly. So there she goes. She really showed that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who gives a shit? (laughs) She just hates children now because one of them ruined a relationship. Uh, yeah. I hate every single human on Earth below the age of 18. Yeah, that's that's Miranda, pretty much. I mean, even the synopsis for this episode says, like, at, in the start of it, it says, like, child-phobic Miranda dates a man with a kid. And I'm like, when has she ever been, like, called child-phobic before? It's not like she's like, I hate children and want them to die, like... I think she's just kind of the normal person who doesn't necessarily want kids, but doesn't, like, loathe them. I feel like it's kind of rare. Even if you don't want kids, you don't hate them. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, you know, the normal way for most people to be. But, yeah, they they just push it over the top in this, I guess. But Then, our final scene. This is painful. Oh, yeah. This sure is fucking... uh, This is Carrie reading Vaughn's book. And he's just like, oh, it's so sexy to see you reading my book. And he's like, oh my god, you can read. She can, mm. she can read, and she got feet. Oh, can you flip the page for me? I think it's so sexy when you flip the page, like as if you were reading. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's just not reading. She's just waiting for him to come back in the room, and she's like, oh, <laughs> oh, this. I just found this on the floor. It's really good. Yeah, and then he starts to kiss her, and Carrie's just like, okay, let's, like, take this slow, you know, like, if you're too excited, we can take a little break. Like, it feels like she's talking to, like, a five-year-old about fucking, like, you know. Like a five-year-old who keeps pissing themselves every time they get excited. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, like, I mean, she handles it very, you know, maturely, but also, like, she's talking to a child, and then he's like, oh, Why? Oh, this really got on my nerves. Because he is acting like there is nothing wrong. How can you be... I mean, there's no way he doesn't know that this is an issue. But if you're not even willing to talk about it, if you're pretending that you aren't coming after two seconds... Yeah, it's delusional. It's not like like he's even got it inside of her. She just touches his dick. It's not even... It's not even, like, realistic. It's not like, oh... As soon as he puts in two pumps and a squat, no. Yeah, no. It's it's a federal fucking issue. She fucking he like you touch it and it explodes. Like it's yeah, it's like a balloon with a needle. It's it's too much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I just don't understand. He's like, well, what do you mean? What could you ever possibly be talking about? Yeah, and she tries to be super like understanding and not mean about it and just saying, you know, we have to talk about it if we want to make this work. And he just, he gets super defensive about it. He's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, no, why do we have to talk about this? I'm so tired of talking about sex. I'm sorry, but if you're if you're planning on having a sex life in your relationship, it should probably be good for both parties. Yeah, you gotta do something. Yeah, give her something. Get a vibrator or a usually go down on her. Yeah, that's the worst part that he's not really doing anything for her. Like, oh, because you know, you know, once a man comes, that's it. Sex is over. Oh, that's it. It's done. Yeah, that's all, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks <Bye>. for coming. <laughs> 
or not if you're <laughs> if you're Carrie. If you're a woman. And yeah. if you're one of the uh the forty uh, percent of women who have orgasms, um good for you. And so they go to Vaughn's parents' place again and he's being even more of a piss baby than before. It's super embarrassing. Like the family is all chatting in like the living room and Vaughn's just in the other room, like looking for cream cheese and just being like, Where's the cream cheese, mom? Uh it's a lot. <laughs> He's like, where's the scallion cream cheese? He's throwing such a tantrum. He's like pacing. He's pacing up and down like he's a fucking hardcore vocalist trying to amp up the crowd. God, he fucking is. <laughs> and like the dad's just like, why is he so edgy right now? And fucking God, he's the opposite of edgy. Like he's he's, <laughs> he's not. He as fast as possible uh and <sighs> carrie just like you know she's like i have no idea who knows what's up with him i have no idea i could possibly i don't have she's so nervous and he he's acting like a teenager and he sort of storms over because his mom's like will you calm down what's wrong with you and he's like oh you want to talk mom you want to talk it's so scary and aggressive yeah i felt very uncomfortable watching this scene and carrie feels uncomfortable because she fucking gets up she's like i got a deadline i have to leave (laughs) she is she's staring at his sister's girlfriend like please help me yeah basically and she's she's like thank you for everything but no i gotta go and yeah the mom knows something is clearly up and like chases her to the door to ask what happened and like clearly carrie doesn't want to talk to his mom about fucking like premature ejaculation but the mom already knows well because she's so honest about it she's like this happened with his last girlfriend she wasn't so she wasn't so polite or something i loved her little thing though because she's like i see the irony because he writes short stories yeah (laughs) i loved that and carrie's like i don't want to be talking about this with you and it's really sad because this mom's like we had such we had such a good thing going together, you know. Yeah. It's really special, and Carrie's like, "Oh, I had to break up with his mother," and the mom or Carrie's like, "I still want us to be friends." Yeah, promise you'll call, and Carrie's like, "I will." <laughs> yeah, which of course she will never, but. Uh, but I really liked, like, the very, very end of the episode when she walks out and then she's like, oh, the most important thing in life is family. But, you know, sometimes it's found family. And then she just, like, she happens to walk by a window where the other three girls are, like, having lunch together. And she knocks on the window and they're all like, ah, and happy. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's cute. But why she know and she's like banging if I was in this restaurant and there's some woman banging on the <laughs> fucking window. I know. It's like okay, chill, but yeah. <laughs> I but like it seems like the only people in the restaurant are like her three friends at the place right next to the place where she was just with her boyfriend's family like yeah how did she know um, maybe they were planning on meeting after but they seem like surprised that she's there yeah i don't know this whole thing is like it's clearly very like scripted but at the same time whatever whatever are we going into rankings now uh, yeah i think so okay so fuck charlotte's my last like she's at the bottom because yeah. she had an episode and then after charlotte 
Samantha didn't do much for me. Like, all she did was sleep with Charlotte's brother. And then... Uh, I don't even know. Honestly, I might put Carrie at the top this week just because she really dealt with some bullshit. And then Miranda second, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I would say the same kind of thing. I mean, Carrie wasn't really... Carrie was on her best behavior this episode. Mm-hmm. She was dealing with, you know, a problem in the relationship, like, with empathy and realistically. And, you know, she knew when to call it quits. Yeah, I think so too. And she she really did try and be understanding. So I appreciated it. It's pretty much as good as Carrie gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, behaving like a normal person would is great. So yeah, I would pretty much agree with you on all that. Okay. Well, nice. We're on the same page. We are telepathically linked right now. We're vibrating on the same frequency. It's very we powerful. Are. This Virgo Pisces alignment is powerful. Uh I guess we should fucking try to blow through questions because we have a backlog yeah. of questions right now. We we might have to speed around this a bit. So okay, especially let's do it. certain questions from a certain person. There's yeah, there's there's you know several. So <laughs> all right, so if you want to send us questions, send them to citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask or send them to citygirlsmakedo at gmail.com. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna read the question from. First, she sent it by email, and it says, What are your most Carrie Bradshaw outfits by Sequenced in Spokane? Uh, yeah. Don't know who that could be from. Hmm. Who could that be? Um, <laughs> so we ha- did have this discussion because are we talking about early season Carrie or are we talking about movie Carrie? Because movie Carrie dresses awfully. Yeah, I feel like we got to say early season Carrie because that's really... I don't know. I'm not going to have any, like, 40-year-old woman outfits, but I will have some that are, like, 32-year-old woman outfits, maybe. I don't know. Um, I will say, I, Carrie and I both share a love of a crop top and a high-waisted skirt. Mm, good look. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid look. It's a good silhouette. And, mm-hmm. you know, it shows off a bit of flesh without, like, too much. It's like, oh, I do have a waist, just so everyone knows. And I don't know, I like, yeah, I like a t-shirt, I, like a graphic tee or something. I'm not a graphic tee, that's cringy. But <laughs> I like an interesting, like, unique t-shirt and then, you know, a uh, high-waisted skirt or something. Yeah, and I also, she wears a little bodycon dress at the end of this. And who doesn't like a bodycon dress? A little mini dress that says, yeah, it's classic, it's sexy, it's all good. But... I mean, I don't know, I feel like Carrie, because Carrie always wears heels, even walking down the city in the daytime, and I just cannot fucking do that. Yeah, I only wear heels to, like, events. Like, if I go to a wedding, I'll probably wear heels, or, like, that's pretty much it. I never wear heels to work or anything, so that's, like, the main thing that I'll never do, like, Carrie. She wears them every day, basically, so. Her feet must be fucked up. Yeah, I'm sure they are. They're probably nasty. Like, worse than normal feet. And they're, like, she's wearing, like, tiny little stilettos with, like, I mean, these aren't even comfortable heels. They have, like, no space between the ground and her foot, so it's just, like, smashing into it. Yeah, I really hate to wear these kind of heels. They're awful. Yeah, those ones where they're so thin and you can just, I just feel like a shockwave going up to my knees when I wear them. And your toes just stick out the end and they just like, I just, your toes are just jammed in there and they just, 
they suffocate. It's like guillotining your toes. Mm, it's horrible. Like it. It's horrible. And, you know, she, she just wear a little peep toe. And I just feel like her feet are fucking dirty because New York is disgusting and covered in piss. Like every single fucking city on earth. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't really know what my most Carrie Bradshaw looks are because I really feel like I don't have a similar style to her, like, at all. My main look that's similar to hers is when I don't wear a bra a lot of days. <laughs> so a lot of the time I'll go out and just not put a bra on. But I usually don't wear shirts that are, like, as tight as the one she does when I don't wear a bra. I, I hope your nipples aren't out. Well, no, because if they, I wouldn't, because I have, like, one of them pierced, too, so I wouldn't, like, really want that. <laughs> Just a little friend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would like that, but I don't wear a bra a lot, so that's one thing. But, like, otherwise, I find that, like, my style is really different from hers, so I don't really know. I guess, like, like I feel like I'm thinking about this more in terms of, like, a Carrie Bradshaw essence being just wearing, like, something you think looks really cute, even if it's not. I do that all the time, and... I was going to say, and I thought this, this also reminded me of you. I have this shirt, which is just like very, like five different patterns going on at once. Oh, I love that. And I love wearing it because it's kind of ugly, but I think it looks nice. But it's good. Yeah. And that's the thing is I wear so many, like, I don't really wear dresses a whole lot. And that's like a big thing Carrie wears a lot of. She wears a lot of like skirts and dresses. I don't know. I wear them sometimes, but even during the summer, I don't really like to. I'm more likely to wear like jeans with a button-up shirt and i don't know like carrie's had a couple looks with shirts that are a little bit unusual for her but i don't know yeah i i think there you go you're well we've established that you are a miranda and i'm a carrie and it makes sense true because i own a lot of blazers so Mm -hmm. checks out i like wearing skirts and dresses so checks out thank you or sequence in spokane for your question (laughs) ruined it um (laughs) i did say it before uh before i even read the email but Um, edit it out edit it out so we can keep up the mystery okay i'll bleep it i'll bleep the name all right um our next question is from a tumblr user two by two furious who says if you were gonna date or fuck any of the love interests played by celebrities so far who would you pick okay so let's nail down who we consider to be the celebrities i mean bradley cooper bradley cooper will or not i don't think we should put dennis duffy down probably not i feel like he's not really a celebrity i mean he could count if he's really your answer <laughs> but I, if i saw him down the street i wouldn't be like oh my god i should get a picture with him I'd be like, <laughs> who the fuck is that um so justin Thoreau. yeah um and i feel like i'm forgetting someone who am i forgetting let me see i'm gonna I'm gonna Google celebrities in second C. We had Leonardo DiCaprio, but not Leonardo DiCaprio because he wasn't actually on the show. <laughs> that was good. The ghost of Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like there's not gonna be anyone so far who's been on that I would put above Will Arnett. No, no. <laughs> are we talking? And are we talking now? Oh, I mean, if we include the entire show, then obviously Kyle MacLachlan is my number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. At this point, I'd probably put Will Arnett first, just because I love his voice so much. (laughs) And he's not a bad-looking guy. Yeah, I think he's, he's like, attractive in a... Not, like, a Kyle MacLachlan attractive, but... He's not ugly. John Bon Jovi. Oh, right. Bon Jovi. Yeah, true. He was on. Yeah, I'm not fucking John Bon Jovi. That's for damn sure. 
For the whole show, I'm definitely going to say Kyle. Of course. But also a close second is, um, why am I blanking on his name? Describe him to me. <laughs> Roger Sterling. Why am I forgetting his oh, name? John Slattery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Slattery. Yeah, I, yeah. He's also up there because love me a silver fox. So I, I would go Justin Theroux because, and also, I mean, well, on that, obviously, I would bang Justin Theroux, like, now because... I don't know, he's kind of hot. He's going through a midlife crisis. It speaks to me. And have you seen Charlie's Angels 2 Full Throttle? If I have, it's been a long time. I haven't seen it in years. I think I have, but... He's in that and he's like hot and he's shirtless and he has a terrible Irish accent. God. <laughs> well, that's valid then. As long as it's not him in this episode. No, no, no. <laughs> he is disgusting in this episode. He looks like the virgin slouch meme. He looks oh. terrible. Oh, I hate that you're right. Yeah, it's true. Um... I'm having a look at a list now, and do you know who I would bang? I mean, I might, I, I watched A Star Is Born, and I was like, Bradley Cooper's kind of hot in this, which I don't know what that says about me, but that's problematic. <laughs> I get why people think it, but I disagree. Like, I just don't, It do, he doesn't do it for me at all. I don't know. He, he was hot. He wasn't hot enough to sleep with, because mm. he was a drunk and like i didn't understand a word he said but from the trailers of that movie he just looked like the kind of guy who doesn't wash his dick (laughs) he had a really good tan he had fake tan embedded in his smegma oh i really want to die now okay um i would definitely we're gonna get to it and um we're gonna talk about how bobby Cannavale is a big crush for me he's underrated he's not the, like, super well-known in terms of, like, big names. Mm-hmm. I think he still counts. Okay, I thought he was super hot in Mr. Robot, which I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> he is so hot in everything. I don't know. I watched Vinyl and I was like, oh, he's hot while he was, like, doing cocaine and having a nervous breakdown. I mean, so. that's, like, basically me watching Mr. Robot and seeing him swing an axe and I'm like, oh boy, this is good. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't. I would love to taste his funky tasting spunk. <laughs> we'll get there. That will make sense. That will make sense in a future episode. I can't wait to get there. I'm so excited. Okay, I think that's a pretty good summary of the, the guest stars of future and past. So um, so thank you yeah. for that question. Um, okay, so now we're getting into our questions from Tumblr user Mike Dawson, a.k.a. Uh, Dan. Yeah, uh, we did get a lot of questions from Tumblr user Mike Dawson, a.k.a. Dan. And I will say we are very grateful for them, but we do have to do a speed round because, you know. We've got four and a couple of them are like quite long. So, okay, so I'll do the first one and we'll speed round it. Okay, fun fact, the female protagonist of Fallout 4 was a lawyer before the apocalypse. That being said, how would you rank the girls from most to least likely to survive a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Can be Fallout or any post-apoc setting of your choosing? Feel free to throw in other characters if you find their ability or inability to survive interesting to discuss. Shall I take this one? I played Fallout, so... Yes, I have okay. not, so... <laughs> so I've played most of the fallout games and i always play as a woman because i'm a feminist and a woman also so (laughs) i did know that she was a lawyer because also i always play as a charismatic person because i'm charismatic myself okay so number one i think is samantha 
because I think she'll fuck her way to the top. I was going to say, Samantha fucks to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> she will fuck to survive. She yeah. will, like, find the like, warlord and she'll fuck him. Two is Miranda, because she's intelligent. Three would be Carrie. And then four would be Charlotte, because Charlotte wouldn't have access to, like, a clarisonic face brush, and she would just kill herself. That's true. There's no wasps in the apocalypse. No. No, no, no. Um, and I think Big would die. Big would die pretty fast. Yeah, he would die of a heart attack in the shower. He's just got high cholesterol and, you know, that's not going to benefit you in the apocalypse. Yeah, I feel like Skipper is the one other person we could maybe talk about. Skipper, I feel like, has probably read, like, every zombie apocalypse thing of all time, and he probably would still die right away. When the newts go off, it's gonna be cockroaches, Cher, and Skipper. There's literally no difference between cockroaches and Skipper. I mean, cockroaches are at least beneficial (laughs) to something. Okay, next question. Okay, so next question from Tumblr user Meg Dawson. I'm still catching up, but which sixth-generation game console, so GameCube, Xbox, or PS2, would each of the girls buy? Feel free to throw in handhelds and such. This is overly specific. (laughs) This is so specific. I don't know what handhelds are from this era, like Game Boy Advance, maybe? When was the handheld Sony? I don't even know. Um, What was it, the PlayStation Plus? I feel like that was playstation 3 era and then i think when was the nintendo ds that was released alongside the wii i remember that because i had a ds yep exactly so maybe let's just stick to what's already here so okay um i'm pretty sure that samantha and charlotte would both have a ps2 because it's the most expensive one probably and uh i feel like they would maybe charlotte would own it just so she could play like did they have Blu-rays back then? They could play... No. No, Blu-rays didn't work on the PS2. It Did was they just have DVDs? DVDs. Okay, well, she would buy one and she could use it as a DVD player or something. And Samantha would have it because it's probably the most expensive one. And uh, I feel like Miranda would have an Xbox because she would play Halo. And uh, I really don't want to say Carrie would have a GameCube because fucking it's the best console and she doesn't deserve it. Well, I'm team PlayStation, so let's just say that she has an Xbox and is a loser. Okay, I like that. I like that too. I think, yeah, I think Samantha also got Microsoft because she's she's like weird about American businesses. She's Because mm. she dated that Trump guy. Interesting. True, true, true. I like that. So yeah. they're all Xbox and... Charlotte has a PlayStation. Charlotte could play Spyro, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like Miranda might have a PlayStation 2. One, to watch DVDs, because she's like, hey, it's a combination. And two, she would definitely be into GTA, because after a long... Oh, God, she really, truly would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she'd either be really into GTA or really into Animal Crossing. Or both. Yeah. She's a lawyer. She can get both. Can you imagine, like, GTA fucking happy home designer like gta (gasps) but animal crossing (laughs) you're isabel and you just go around killing everyone with a gun and doing crimes (laughs) i mean that is basically red dead redemption because you go around killing everyone and then you're like i'm gonna go fishing for like three hours and then i'm gonna go talk to my friends back at camp it is essentially just it's that and that's why it's a good game and i will suck arthur morgan's smegma dick oh god you didn't have to say it like you don't i didn't but i'm also on a lot of codeine right now that's fine you're so valid (laughs) if i have a different um energy than usual it's because i've been 
a lot of pain, so I just took a lot of um, drugs before doing this episode. You're so valid. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Since it's already been asked what Homestuck characters the cast would kin, what Riverdale characters would the girls, plus whoever else you want to include, kin? Furthermore, what Riverdale-style candy designer drug would you want to make? What kind of candy would it be based on what drug is in it, and what is it called? Okay, I'm going to start with the kin one first. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, what <laughs> Riverdale characters would the girls kin? Okay, Charlotte kins Betty because she's very like Nancy Drew, this, the, I don't know, she's like the good girl, so she would kin Betty, and she would be like, oh, I have a dark Charlotte. Um, Samantha kins, Samantha kins Veronica. Uh, see, the thing is, this is the same problem I had with the Homestuck one, is that Carrie would kin a character, but it's like, that's not even what you're like at all. You just think you're like that because you think you're good, but you're not. So Carrie would... Ugh, I don't like this one because... Maybe she would kin Jughead because she thinks she's, like, a writer and talented and smart, but she's not. I've seen, like, half a season and you're totally right. Yeah. And, uh, Miranda. I feel like Miranda would partly kin Betty because Betty's the smart one, but she would also maybe partly kin Jughead because he also thinks he's the smart one. I don't know. But Miranda ships Bughead. So that's that's oh. that. And then what Riverdale style candy designer drug would you want to make? So what's the what's the drug in Riverdale then? Okay, so there's a couple. So originally it was Jingle Jangle and it was like pixie sticks and like the drugs come in like pixie stick containers. Did I ever I I don't know if I said this, but, like, I fell into a hole because I've been on TikTok a lot recently, and there's this thing where kids are pretending to be addicts to glitter. They've got, like, glitter on their face, like, on their nose, like it's cocaine, or, like, have pipes and shit. That doesn't seem very good, but okay, good for them. No, and they're, like, they're like 50, and they pretend to be drug addicts. <laughs> oh, oh right. Glit- well- Okay. Um, I, I, maybe maybe that is a Riverdale thing. I don't know. Yeah, I have, I don't think so because like they're actual drugs on Riverdale, but like none of the main characters are like addicted to them. But all the drugs are like candy. So the new one is Fizzle Rocks, which are like Pop Rocks, but they have drugs in them, I guess. So oh I don't know what would be the other. What would be like? I don't know. What would we as humans make? I would make. Sour Patch Kids, but maybe maybe to be extra fucky, they would be called, like, Sour Patch Bitches. <laughs> um, I don't know. And what drug would they have in them? Honestly, just weed. Why would you do it? Why, why would... I don't know. I, I wouldn't take them if it was not weed, so... I, I mean, I have to be real here for a second. You know the, like necklaces you remember those necklaces as a kid that had like those sweets on them yes i don't know if someone has done this but why not make one of those of ecstasy tablets i'm guessing because you probably don't want to take more than one no <laughs> that's an entire necklace i just feel like you know this is i don't know if it's really for me but like and thinking pure hedonism mm-hmm. you this is i don't know imagining like it's like studio 64 or something you're walking through a club and then you just have people like bite off one from your neck i can see that it's not very discreet but it's good other than that lollipops just just give me thc lollipops there are already candy drugs that exist and they're called edibles so we'll just do those that's true they don't have to be designer drugs see the thing is 
I don't want to do designer drugs, so like I don't really want to make any. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do anything that's like particularly hard because I just yeah. feel like that's a bad avenue for me to go down. So I guess that answers that one. One more from Tumblr user Mike Dawson. It is if Sex in the City came back on the air, which shitlib celebs would guess they would be guest stars? <laughs> uh, I don't know, like all of them. There's so many. Yeah, like Chris Pratt. Mm, I don't know. Can you even call him a shitlib because he's a fucking christian nightmare every yeah all of them really i think the point about ronda rousey being on was probably rather accurate unfortunately um i mean i want to say serena williams because she's my preferred female athlete but she's not really a shit lib yes that's the thing is i'm trying to think of like who would be like who would be a good shit lib to be on there but who is hashtag resisting like (laughs) there would be a broad city crossover first of all oh my god that is like yeah that's true that is very the definition of shit lib so kamala harris would there'd be a fundraiser for kamala harris or some shit or elizabeth mcgonnell warren and i don't know God, do you remember in the second movie where Liza Minnelli shows up and does single ladies? Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking pointless, but also I love it. That's the kind of shit I want from Sex and City. I don't need them to delve into politics at all. It's true. The thing is, Liza Minnelli rules so like She fucking yeah. does. Like, Liza Minnelli is the best. Um, yeah. And her singing Beyonce is extremely powerful at a gay wedding, too. Oh. All right. We have one more question, and it's from Anonymous. And it says, what do you guys think about Sarah Jessica Parker's outfit in the Carrie Stella Artois ad? I think she posted it on her Instagram. Uh, we hated it. Yeah. Um. This is what I mean when I say by the time we get to the movies, they are just wearing, like, you know that famous Chanel quote of, take one thing off before you leave the the house she put three things on she has a glove she has a belt she has a jacket she has a tutu she has these horrible sock boots like her hair is down which when you have long hair is a statement when you wear your hair down so like none of this shit goes together it could feasibly work separately yeah it could work separately i think but it's still a lot of it's just hideous like i don't like her jacket at all it doesn't matter what she wears it with her the the tutu is the only thing that makes sense because of like it's originally from the opening credits obviously and like Mm -hmm. that's about it and i also hate her eyeliner it doesn't look good on her like it's different than what we're used to with carrie i don't know also the ad makes no sense either no, she just, she gets, like, the bus drives past with the water and splashes on her. And I think Stella Artois do this thing where, like, they ransom off little African children and they're like, if you buy our beer, then we'll give water to them. I've never heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's, yeah, it's one of those things, I don't know. Like, like you know how companies do that, like, Tom's, and they're like, if you buy our shoes, we'll give one to some, you know, little barefoot third world child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, so you're basically saying if I don't buy them, if I decide to buy my shoes from Nike because they're more comfortable, then I'm a terrible person. Dope. Yeah. Well, there's no ethical consumption under late capitalism. No, there's really not. And I just, like, you are a fucking billion dollar company. You can just install as many water pumps as you goddamn like. So, yeah, 
but also I do hate her eyeliner because she has she has gorgeous she has large eyes and they're like just swallow them up yeah it's it's an interesting look like the under eye eyeliner look I mean I know that I used to do it a lot when I was in high school I thought that it suited me it doesn't really suit me it, it doesn't suit Sarah Jessica Parker no um yeah she dresses like she's in iCarly because she <laughs> she should be wearing like leggings and a pair of shorts and a hoodie and a long sleeve top and a vest it's it's not a great look and the commercial makes no sense and they could have done so much better if they'd thought about this for like longer than two seconds uh and that's the end of our question so we powered through them all we have no more questions in our ask box so send more in (laughs) send more in you know where to send them to and otherwise you know just follow us on all the places follow us on tumblr and twitter at our city girls make do Follow me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. Follow me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. Boy, I almost forgot what it was. Uh, I was thinking about Age of Odds because I'm going to guest on a new Noise Space podcast very soon. And brief spoiler, I guess it's going to be about Age of Odds. So that episode, not the whole podcast. I had no idea you liked Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can follow me um, on Tumblr. I'm Dork Phoenix, and I don't know. I might be appearing on certain shows soon. I'll let you know when that will be. Now I'm just imagining Sufjan Stevens coming in and being a love interest for like Samantha, <laughs> but he plays himself. <laughs> She's gonna like turn him into just fucking rickety cricket from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> she would fucking suck the soul out of his dick. He would he'd be cu- he would have his little angel wings and his two hats and his little guitar, and then you'd see him again. He'd just be like a little cretin like um you know in the little mermaid those little weird things are in Ursula's grotto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He looked like that. I really don't want him to be near Samantha. He's too precious. He would he, he would end the episode by smashing his banjo on the ground of the New York City floor. <laughs> <It'd be good. laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to our episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.